Hey everyone, welcome back to Well Then, a podcast where we talk about all things wellness and putting your health first. I'm your host, Megan Scherer. And today I'm so excited to introduce somebody who is going to talk to you guys about a whole host of things, but all within the realm of, of spiritual wellness. On this podcast, we talk about all things wellness, physical, mental, emotional, and a really important part of our overall well-being is our spiritual well-being. And I'm so excited, beyond excited, to introduce my guest today, Julie Moret. Julie is the author of What's Your What? How to Ignite Your Unique Brand. She is an accomplished speaker and personal coach. She holds degrees in a wide range of healing modalities, including psychology, neuro-linguistic programming, rebirthing, and hands-on energy healing. Julie's work has been featured on the Lifetime Television channel, and she is proud to be an ordained Agape International Spiritual Center minister, speaker, and member of the leadership board. She was knighted by the Order of the Orthodox Knights of St. John Russian Grand Priory alongside Jack Canfield, Don Miguel Ruiz, Michael Bernard Beckwith, and Lisa Nichols, and her TED Talk, How to Clarify Your Uniqueness and Live a Life That Matters, is currently available online. In addition to all that, Julie's work has been such an inspiration to me personally, and I stumbled upon some of her, her videos years ago when I was in the middle of my own sort of healing journey, and she's such an inspiration to many people. So I'm so excited to welcome her all, wel welcome her to you all here today. Thank you, Julie, for being here. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you. That was fun to hear. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's always nice to kind of reflect on the things. I was like, we've wow. Done. Like, oh yeah, I did do that. <laughs> and and you were the first person who has ever been able to announce the the name of the Russian Grand Priory correctly. I've never had one person on stage, on camera, anywhere that's made it through without getting tongue-tied. So really? there you go. Yeah, <laughs> oh, well. the first. I'm flattered to hold that honor. <laughs> Thank Truly, you. though, yes, I mean, beyond your mm -hmm. accomplishments, you are just such a, an inspirational and motivational light to to listen to and hear mm -hmm. you speak as it's such a powerful, powerfully moving experience. So um, I'm just honored to, to be able to chat with you today. Thank you. I'm very grateful. Um, there are so many places that we could dive in um, to, you know, the work that you do and pieces of your journey. Um, but one area that I would really like to, to start out with and address is kind of where the physical and the spiritual overlap. And I know that you shared with me that um, recently you were working through uh, a shoulder in injury and that really brought to life for you how the physical and the spiritual can overlap. And I would love for you to share a little bit more about what your healing journey looked like and, and what you learned throughout that process. Yeah, my absolute pleasure to do so. So um, I, I had an experience, a very physical experience. I was walking down a flight of stairs, tripped, fell, tore my rotator cuff. Like that was you know, in, in the world of physical events, that's what happened. And so then what, what I did was I decided to embrace it from every single area. Um, and I wanted, to, I wanted to go through this experience as holistically as possible. It was an opportunity to walk my talk because I'm on stage 
And I, I speak all this stuff that every single thing in our life is part of every other single thing in our life. It all, it all matters. Every, our emotional state, our physical state, our psychological state, everything's impacting everything else. So even though my situation was fell down a flight of stairs, tore my rotator cuff, doctor says need surgery and need to do it soon. Otherwise it'll get locked into um, a, a position that won't have access to it. So there's like fear, there's urgency, there's all this stuff. And so what I did is I went and I broke it down. And as I, as I go through the beginning part of my experience, I would love to invite the listeners, if there's anything that's up in your life, any physical situations, any, whether it's a chronic physical thing or if there's an ache or a pain or something, kind of walk through this with me so you can get a sense of um, a very holistic and effective way to handle situations that arise in life. And so what I did is I, after the event, um, a period of time after the event, I went back and I reflected. So on that day that I fell down the flight of stairs, um, and I'm, I'm a very physical, athletic, in-shape person. It's, I'm not, you know, somebody that stumbles regularly. That's not typical for me. So I kind of went back and I said, well, where was, what was my emotional state at the time that that happened? Oh, that's interesting. So you get curious. What was going on with me emotionally? So my home had been um, uh, destroyed in a flood a, a few months before that experience. Hmm. I had completely lost my home. My family had bounced around from a couple different temporary housing situations. So here I am. I'm not, I'm not on stable ground. Even though I feel like I'm managing everything, even though I'm handling things and I'm you know, taking care of business, emotionally, there's been some it's not solid underneath me. So that's one thing to take a look at when you go through something, when you've been through a big event, maybe to check in and see like what was happening in my life at that time, you know, emotionally, psychologically, where, where were you at? Those kinds of things. So then um, the, the, the actual event falling down the stairs. Well, let's break that down. What, what was going on? It was pitch black darkness. It's the crack of dawn. I leave very early on Sunday mornings to go to the Agape International Spiritual Center where I work with Reverend Michael Beckwith, who's the founder and director. And, uh, and, and I don't turn the lights on because I don't want to wake up my family. So then I get curious. What's that about? You know, what's that about? Even though my family has many times told me, uh, it's fine, turn the lights on, turn the lights on. We, you know, we want you to be safe, just turn the lights on. But I think I still suffer from like a, the mother's thing. Like you never wake a sleeping child, even though my uh -huh. child's much older now, like, <laughs> no, I'm not going to wake him. And then I thought even further into it, like, you know, but my family has said it's okay, but where is that part in me that says like, I don't want to disturb anybody. I don't want to be a bother. I don't want to, so there's like a, a tendril there. So that's what we're looking for. If you're going through this with me right now and kind of assessing a situation in your own life, notice what the tendrils are. So there's a little piece of like, mm, maybe unworthiness or don't want to bother, don't want to be an imposition. And I know that I'm onto something when I say that and I feel very young, like I can feel the little girl side of me. Mm -hmm. So there's a little piece, you know, so that's something that needs to go and get cleaned up. And and by the way, I had, I had been doing this number of walking down the stairs in the pitch black darkness for about five years. So, so really, it was more information to me about where I was in my emotional state 
you know, that there was some ungroundedness because I'd been through such big events. So the next step that I noticed is what happened after the injury. So I fall down the flight of stairs. I feel a like shearing heat pain in my shoulder, unlike anything I've ever felt before in my life. I'm very clear that I have an injury. And what do I do? I realize that now I'm running late and I need to move even quicker to get to Agape. Oh, no. So this is, this is a beautiful opportunity to take a look at like, how do you take care of yourself? You know, yeah. when you need you, when you need you, how do you show up? I am somebody that handles my business. I, I, you know, you, the show must go on. You handle your business. You do what you need to do. And, and so there was a whole piece in here, another piece about really needing to learn. And this whole past year was about self-care, nurturing myself. Can you take care of yourself the way you would take care of your own child or your puppy or your kitty or whoever? Like, can you be that good to yourself the way you are to others in your life? Huge lesson. Huge, huge, huge. Um, and then let's see what happened after that piece. So then I started really getting interested in, uh, oh, so then I get to Agape and I don't mention that I am seriously injured to anybody there. I wow. went through three services. So I'm there from six o'clock in the morning till about two o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, I am handling my business. I'm doing everything. I'm like, wow, I'm, I'm feeling intense heat pain right now. And, and so then that's another way. Like, do you reach out for help? What's your support team? I'm getting ready to give another talk and a whole section on it is about building your support team. And if you're not in a challenge, then you can call it your glory team. You know, who's there for you that helps you when you're down and when you're up so that you can keep expanding. Who do you have on your team? And, and, and my suggestion is, you know, as soon as this, this interview is over, sit down and write out a list of 10 people that you've got people or resources that are on your team, Right like that have your back. It's that friend that you call at two o'clock in the morning when you're getting ready to text that person, you know, you should not text. And the friend says, call me instead, you know, come up with 10 people or resources that are there that have you so that, so that you can, that you can lean into them. I am somebody that's, I'm a loner. I do it all myself. I had to learn this last year to ask for help. Oh my gosh, Megan, I had to learn to ask for help. I couldn't put this may be too much information, but I couldn't put a bra on behind my back for like a year. I, I couldn't do the clasp. I couldn't yeah, put that'll my hair teach you to ask for help. <laughs> I couldn't put my hair up in a ponytail. I mean, it was, it really was like humbling. It was scary. I thought like, is this who I'm going to be? Like, am I becoming an invalid? I had about 20% mobility in that shoulder for most of the last year. Wow. So. So I really had to bring in a team. That was a big stretch for me. And what I will say is to, to you listeners, whatever you're going through, life gives us these, these opportunities to find more of ourselves, to expand in the areas that, that our life is, is rooting for us, that it wants us to become more whole, more, it wants us to transcend. So, you know, my whole thing about if you want something done right, you do it yourself, or I go it alone, that's who I am. All that stuff had to get broken wide open, asking for help, taking good care of myself. And I'm, you know, I think of myself as pretty like spiritually on track. Like I, I've learned a lot and I do a lot and there's still a lot more to go. 
so that was another piece learning to learning to reach out and tell people like I'm in something, you know, and then, um, and then it, it just continues on and on. I, I, for the next two months, this is the most ridiculous sounding thing, but you know, what's interesting to me is how much we adapt. I have coached thousands of people over the years and facilitated many, many thousands of people in groups and, and, and what amazes me is how adaptable our human spirit is. So at the time when I had the fall, we were getting ready to move yet again. And I continued packing. I continued moving 30, 40 pound boxes. And I didn't have full use of my arm. This sounds so insane. Um, I had my arm in a brace, but I figured out a way to like keep it anchored to my side and cart boxes up and down four flights of stairs. It was, it was insanity, but what I invite you, aside from thinking I'm insane, what I invite you to do is take a look at places in your own lives where it's like, where do you adapt to your brokenness? Where do you adapt to your own pain? Because I've seen it hundreds and thousands of times, the way that it's kind of like, you know, a little, a plant grows and it sort of like, weaves its way around like the cement or it, it like winds its way around whatever obstacles our spirit our beingness kind of winds itself around our brokenness and then we get these sort of less than fully whole selves so i had to really take a look at like wow I, i'm adapting to brokenness and then so so i really took about two months there was incredible um pressure on me to from from the medical world to jump into a surgery that was a whole trip for me because my ego I'm a holistic person my ego was like that would be really embarrassing if I had to get surgery mm-hmm. so I had to go through a process of completely surrendering I had to go through the process of being 100% okay that if I need to get surgery I will get surgery and it doesn't make me less spiritual it doesn't make me a bad person. And for any of you listening that are in a spiritual community or walking a spiritual path, I think you'll appreciate this. You know, that there had to be a point of whatever is, whatever is mine, whatever is right for me, I need to be good with. In the end, I didn't need surgery or I didn't go the path of surgery, but, um, but I had to be okay with it, I think, before my healing could continue. So this is a big first chunk um, do you have any questions about this or is this, is this okay? Do you want to, yeah, I, I, make I mean, sure that's we're a great good. point that you, that you made there. And for people listening who are in that space of trying to surrender to something that they're experiencing and maybe resisting a little bit, um, that's something I encounter a lot in the work that I do as a holistic nutritionist with people who, who want to completely pursue the holistic route, but sometimes they're facing a condition or, something where where the the western medical field is telling them no you need this xyz treatment and they're in that place where they're trying to to trust their own body to heal and regenerate itself but also feeling that pressure to to make a different choice for the sake of whether it be quicker healing or just another opinion in general how would you encourage people listening to really be in that place of surrender and trusting that the path they're meant to take will present itself. Yeah, it's huge. This is where you need, you need a team 
that, that can uh, um, appreciate your consciousness and where you're at and what your intention and what your goals are. It is, um, it's really huge because there can be a lot of kind of spiritual peer pressure to not use some of the the Western medical um, opportunities that are available to us. My my thing is tune into yourself. Really check in with yourself. And, you know, in my case, so I went to, um, I had MRIs and I had a surgeon look at me. And so I heard everything that would make sense going down that path. Because if you go to uh, an orthopedic surgeon, then surgery makes sense for them to suggest because that's what they do and that's that's their path. So what I, I did, right? So then I, I found people that were in alignment with um, a, a healing form that makes sense to me that works with, you know, where I am in my consciousness. I, I, I really appreciate Dr. Joe Dispenza, who, do, do you know yes. of him? He's, oh, he's a him. wonderful author and speaker. And he really, he really, he was in a, a just devastating car accident. He was hit um, by, by an SUV bike riding. And doctors were like, you're done. You know, you need to have surgery immediately on your spine or you'll be a quadriplegic. And, and he trusted something he was hearing inside of himself. And that's what I'm offering right now is no matter which path you end up going down, to take the time to get quiet and trust what's going inside of yourself. So my first two months, I was running around. I, I hate this metaphor, but it really makes sense for where I was. I was like a chicken with its head cut off. I was running around to every person, every person outside of myself. What do I do? What do I do? I, ah. And I had to stop and I had to sit my butt down and I had to breathe. And I did a process called body talk, which we can do a little bit of in a few minutes if you'd like. And I had to check in with myself and talk to my own body. Nobody knows my body like my body. I had to check in, what does my body need? What does my body want? Where are we at? What's going on? And once I stopped really leaning on everything outside of myself, I could hear inside of myself more clearly. And yeah. inside of myself said, you know what? Now that you stopped moving boxes up and down the stairs, <laughs> now you're paying attention, now that you're giving us energy, um, let's give this a couple of weeks to see what we can do here. You know, let's, let's see if you can practice some of the things you know to practice. And, and if it gets worse, then maybe we need to, to revisit the option of getting surgery. And if it stabilizes, maybe we can carry on for a while. Like, let's just, let's just breathe. You know, like for those listening right now, just breathe. Stop and breathe and begin to tune into your own body. Like, how's your body feeling right now? So a way to get out of fear or anxiety or anxiousness or whatever it is, is to breathe. To feel your, your feet on the floor, wherever they are. To notice how your legs feel. They feel heavy. They feel relaxed. You feel tense to notice what's going on in your belly. You know, how's the belly feeling? Belly holds so many emotions and things. And then to take a couple more full, deep, easy breaths. With each exhalation, just let go. Ha, ha, ha. A little soft sound. Ha, ha, ha. 
And so, you know, this is like 20 seconds right there. I can make a clearer decision coming from this place than, you know, I could from, from some kind of running around trying to get somebody else to tell me what to do. So we want to get back to this kind of center place. And that's really um, the first thing I would recommend to somebody, especially if you're dealing with, you know, what do I do in a situation um, with regards to Western medicine or, and it doesn't have to be an either or, it can be a blend. I did physical therapy. Um, I did physical therapy for a while. And then I ended up, as I went further into my own path, I, I embraced everything I did. Ho'oponopono, which is a Hawaiian form of spirituality, um, where you, you practice, I love you, I'm sorry, please forgive me. It's like a mantra. And mm-hmm. so anytime I would think of my shoulder, um, I would just say, I love you, I'm sorry, please forgive me. It's about taking 100% responsibility. Not that I'm the cause of any situation that I, I'm not happy with, but that now that I'm in it, I can take responsibility for myself in it. And by taking responsibility, I'm no longer a victim. I'm now a cause and I can shift it. So every time I would feel sorry for myself. Oh, I can't put a bra on by myself. Oh, I can't even put my hair up in a ponytail. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Oh, I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. In fact, I invite you as you're listening, if there's any situation, if it's a a situation with somebody else, a relationship, a business thing, a health thing, you know, for the somebody that's feeling overweight or they're not in shape or they're not, they don't, body doesn't look the way that they want and they've been judging themselves about it or they've been mad about it, just to say to your body, oh, sweetie, I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Nothing else for weight loss or anything else is more effective than coming from a place of love. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. So that became a, a regular part of my practice. I, I did a lot of work with energy healing. I had studied with Barbara Brennan years ago and um, doing hands-on energy healing. And so I had to remember, oh, yeah, we've got these, these tools, these skills. And, you know, just you don't even have to have gone to school for it. You could just place your hand on any area of your body that's wanting healing or love. And there's something that happens with the intention, just like envisioning it. I call it creating a mythic map creating a mythic map, I would, I would envision. So I, I saw a, a picture of what a healthy shoulder looked like, right? And I, got, I looked at the image in my MRI one time. Mm-hmm. So I saw what a torn rotator cuff looked like. I had the image. And then I printed out a picture of a healthy shoulder with everything just exactly as it should be. And I looked at that picture every day. This is part of um, I wrote my book, What's Your What? How to Ignite Your Unique, Unique Brand. And a lot of what it talks about is how to carve new neural networks, patterns of thinking into our brain because we, we tend to function on autopilot. We tend to think the same thoughts over and over again. So I spend a lot of time out of necessity. I know I'm branching off. I'll come back. But this is, this is all important. It's all related. I spend a lot of time in my life, living life through the lenses of pain, through the lenses of past hurts. That's what caused me to write What's Your What? Because I wasn't, I couldn't see, I couldn't see like who a man really is or what an opportunity really is because I was seeing everything based on past hurts that I'd had with men or opportunities or, you know, fill in the blank. 
And so I took the time to find out what, what are the strategies, what are the techniques, what are the tools that I can use to help me jumpstart a whole new way of thinking where my vision becomes more impactful than familiarity, where vision is more powerful than, than history. And so some of those things are about the environment that we keep. You have a biological, chemical, psychological response to everything in your environment. So in this healing situation, I would have a picture of a healthy shoulder that I saw every single day. I got to visualize, that's what Dr. Joe Dispenza did. You know, his spine was a mess. He was told he's never going to walk again. He took the time to visualize. He wouldn't let himself get up. Uh, well, he couldn't get up. <laughs> it was an awful pun. He was lying like flat on his back. But he, he wouldn't move on to any other thought until he had been able to successfully visualize his body heal, whole, and, you know, walking and moving again before he would go on about anything else the rest of the, the morning. That was part of his daily practice. And so I incorporated that. I, I would make, let myself see a vi an, an image of what I did want as opposed to focusing on what I did not want. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And I mean, I love okay, that. I'm too. talking a lot. So if you need something, jump in. <laughs> no, I mean, you are on a roll. I can keep going. But... It's that like, unwavering <laughs> okay, so... belief, too, that what you're visioning is, is not only possible, but it's probable if you continue to stick with that visioning. Yeah. And to be bluntly honest, I didn't know if it was possible. And I think, you know, I want to make sure that's really clear as you're listening to this. I didn't know, you know, I mean, it was just this past December, I, I had 20% mobility in my shoulder. I didn't know if I'd ever be, it makes me want to cry right now. I didn't know if I'd ever be able to use my arm again, you know, because I'd even, for all kinds of reasons, like I didn't know. So, but I, I kept moving in the direction of what I did want, as opposed to focusing on what I didn't. And that's like, all I can offer is that you really keep your eye on what it is you do want, that you juice your environment. And that includes your support team to be people that are going to get on board with you. And that included my husband. I had to get him on board because for the first several months, he was, he cares about me. He loves me. He was panic stricken. He wanted me to get into that hospital. Like get the surgery. He was really concerned. And so I finally had to sit down and say, this, it's important to me to travel this road first and make an agreement that if it doesn't seem to work out, then I'm available for that. Then I'm willing to do that. So to make sure you've got a support team that's with you. So I was practicing Ho'oponopono. I was doing energy work. You can do energy work just by kind of rub your hands together, get some heat going, set an intention. And then just placing your hand on whatever part of your body could use some love, some energy. Know for it wholeness. Decide for it wholeness. Be grateful already, right? So I was doing that. And then I did a ton of healing work. I did a ton and a half of healing work. If there anything that came up, all those first things I mentioned about where I was at, you know, psychologically and emotionally and all those pieces, I went back you know, throughout the, the event, and I, and I journaled them out, I wrote them out, and I did something called body talk, which, if we have some time, I would love to do it with you all, um, because it's an opportunity to tune in with yourself, you know, it's an opportunity to tune in and find out what is wanting to be known by you to you, what is your innermost self 
your subconscious self, the deepest part of you that desires transformation, expansion, what does that part want, right? So we could do this together wherever you are. If you're driving, um, either pull over or wait and and re-listen to this at another time. This is not an activity to do while driving or operating machinery like tractors. That's what <laughs> Very important my... disclaimer. Because <laughs> <laughs> we all operate disclaimer. tractors regularly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't even know why, but legally it like, you know, we say, well, operating say machinery yep. or tractors or something. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, get into a comfortable position. This will be like a mini version. I think actually on my website, I might have this up as a free gift. It's, my website is juliemoret.com. And when you like sign up for the email list or whatever it is, um, there's a free gift on there and it's either body talk or something very similar. So if you like this, that's a way to get more of it. Beautiful. So start we'll link that too. <sighs> yeah. Um, breathing in through the nose, if that's comfortable and then releasing out through slightly parted lips, just, Ah, letting go, becoming completely available to this moment. Breathing in full and deep and relaxed. And then releasing and letting go. And I'm pretty sure whatever's on that website, it goes through a process of autogenics. I'm going to do like a tiny mini version of it, but you, you can do it in a more expanded way. And... um Breathing in and then just gently tightening up all the muscles in your in your buttocks and your legs, all the way down, uh, arms, fists, great big strong arms, tightening up all the muscles in your whole body gently and easily and hold and hold and hold and release. <sighs> Let it go. Once again, tightening up all the muscles in your legs, your buttocks, arms, biceps, triceps, spine, face, scalp, everything. Hold, 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 hold. And release. Let it go. And then one last time, just very gently, very easily, tensing up, tightening up the muscles and the buttocks and the legs and the thighs and the fists and the shoulders, biceps, triceps, lower back, upper back, chest, throat, jaw, face, scalp, everything. Tighten up your hair. I don't know how you do that. Tighten up everything. Hold, 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 hold. And release. Let it all go. And just notice how your body feels. You know, that was just a few seconds. I normally do autogenics for like 20 minutes. And we break down every single part. But just in that few seconds, there's probably a little more ease, a little more comfort, a little more relaxation. And now I'd like you to become aware. If there's any place in your body, this is just a fun opportunity. This is a chance to like, Explore new things. So if there's any place in your body, maybe if there's an area of where there's chronic discomfort or, or uh, dis-ease or if there are any areas of your body that you would love to have more wholeness or health in, 
just become aware of that particular area. And then the way that this works is you go, you just, there just has to be a spirit of play. So you just gotta like toss everything else out the window and just be here for the play of it. And imagine, see, sense, visualize, pretend, whatever modality works for you. If, if that area of your body that you would love to have experienced more wholeness, if it had a size, a shape, a color, whatever part is what you're not wanting, if it's a disease, if it's a, an ache or a pain or a hurt or whatever it is, imagine it and imagine if it had a size, a shape, a color to it, like what it looks like, what it feels like. And then this is kind of wacky. If it were to remind you of somebody you know, who might that be? That's kind of interesting. So you could imagine you could take that whole piece, whatever area of your body that you're wanting to work with right now, and you notice the size, the shape, the color of whatever it is you're wanting to release or you're wanting to change, become more healthy. Imagine you could, for just a moment, scoop it up out of your body, plop it down on the palm of one hand. Notice like what it looks like, if it had a size, shape, a color to it. And now notice if it were to remind you of somebody you know, who might that be? May or may, may or may not come up with anything. You know, I had somebody sitting on my shoulder. It was pissing me off when I would do this process. I had somebody sitting on my shoulder. I had somebody pulling me down. And so you begin a dialogue now with this, this part of yourself that's now sitting on your hand just for a few little while continuing to notice the size, the shape, the color. And if it reminds you of somebody you know, it may or may not, then you can just add that element to it and just check in with it. What does it need? You know, you're here for a reason, so let's honor it. Let's honor it. When I was working with my shoulder, at, you know, at first I just felt like a victim. Oh, I injured myself. This is such an inconvenience. Why did this happen to me? But then, my gosh. The, the, the volume of gifts that were wrapped in that one event that have unfolded over the past year, the way I've expanded, you know? So, so all of that, everything I went through is not in vain. There's purpose, there's value. So let's find out what this piece, you know, what does it have a message? Is there something that it needs? It's clearly it wants your attention because you're working with it. So what does it want? What's it need? And so now you go through a process of negotiation. What does it need from you? Does it need more time? Does it need you to slow down? Does it need your heart? Does it need your, what does it need? What does it want from you? You know, does, you want, does it want you to clean something up in a relationship that you've got? Does it want you to clean something up with yourself? Find out what's there. And now you get into a negotiation. So find out, first of all, is that something that you can do? Whatever that part is wanting, is it something? And it might start off bratty at first. It might be like something that's totally not what you're willing to do. So then you need to go underneath it. Like what's the real want? Because the real want, the real need is usually something like love. It's usually something like rest. It's usually something like attention. Pay attention to me. 
And then you say, well, how would that, how would that you know, look like for you? You know, because the way you might be thinking of taking care of that part or giving it rest might be different than what it's needing. So what are you needing? Right? Like I do, I, I'm super healthy is what I thought. And then I'm talking to this part of me in my hand when I was doing it. And it was like, I need you to dance. I need you to dance. I need you to go in your room, turn off all the lights, light a candle, blast music, and be sensual and be beautiful and be free. I need you to move, right? So there's something, what's the longing? And, and, then, and make an agreement, but man, you better follow through on your agreement. So in this process, you create a contract. If I do that, so in the case of my shoulder, all right, so I go in my room and I dance. I don't even have both arms to dance with, but if I go in my room and I dance, can you give me like another 5% of mobility? Can you, could you take some of this pain away? Could I have a little more comfort, please? Right? And what else do you need? And you keep going back and forth. And so I'm going to invite you to take a moment and practice this. Take a moment and have, have a little dialogue. What do you need, sweetie? What do you need? And sometimes that piece is pissed because by the time we get here, by the time I get to torn rotator cuff, I have ignored that part of myself for so long that it's like, screw you. Are you going to come around now? So sometimes you have to say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I'm here now. What can we do now? And so get some kind of dialogue going. What do you need? I need food as fuel. I need you to put stuff in this body temple that's going to light me up. It's going to energize me. Part of my path over the last couple of years has been about luminosity. You know, food as fuel getting my vibration as high as I possibly can. That means not eating foods that weigh me down or keep me more dense. So have that dialogue with that part of you. What does it want? What would be exciting to it? And then what you do is you say, okay, so if, if I do this, in my case, if I start dancing and my body's like, I want you to dance every day. And I'm like, you know what? That's not really realistic with my lifestyle right now. Can we start with 10 minutes a day, twice a week? And you go back and forth. You haggle. You have to be a good haggler. So you make your agreement. And then, and then you say, okay, if I do this, then, and, and ask for, are you willing to completely release out of my body and turn back into pure usable source energy? You know, I appreciate you. I know you came for a reason. If I get the reason, if I make the change, if I, be, if I do what needs to be done for my soul's highest and greatest evolution, for my transformation, will you do your part and completely and totally release from this physical body temple that you are currently in? Go back out into the universe and return to pure source energy, to return to what you always were. You go back and forth until you come up with an agreement. So for right now, given our time period, just take a moment and come up with maybe a doable thing. We don't have to fix the whole thing right now. 
to maybe get one one piece that you can that you're willing to do ask for one adjustment from that part and then you can say you know if you're ready to release right now you can just completely be gone in this moment and go back out into the universe become pure usable source energy once again or if you need to come back in for a little while we'll keep working and as you keep working it keeps dissolving it keeps releasing and you keep becoming more and more of who you really are. So we just take a moment right now. And as you finish up that contract for now, you can go back and do this more in your own leisure time later today. But for right now, just taking another moment to bless this piece, to have such high gratitude for this piece. I know that you came at a time when you were needed. I know that you came at a time when my body called you in, my life, my experiences called you in because there's something wanting to emerge inside of me. There's something wanting to grow. There's something wanting to expand. There's something wanting to heal. So you showed up to help guide my way and I thank you. And I'm paying attention now. I'm available now. So let's rock this thing. Let's do this 100%. So let's, let's keep working this out. We're a partnership until I, I receive everything that you are teaching me and I thank you. And then you may release fully and completely out of my body temple, return to pure usable source energy. Take a couple of breaths, come to a close right now in a way that feels, feels peaceful and kind and loving. Maybe wiggle your fingers and toes a little bit. And just take a moment of gratitude. You know, you're, you're beginning. This is a conscious walk. This is living life consciously. That's what we're doing. That's what's exciting. You know, living a conscious life. But everything matters. Everything's a part of it. It's not just, oh, I had an accident. It's, oh, there's something here. How can I grow? How can I expand? Hmm. So just taking a moment and flood your body with with gratitude. Be so grateful. Even if it seems like things suck right now, flood yourself with gratitude. So grateful, 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 because that creates a mythic map. It creates a map of gratitude that compels the body and the life experiences to move towards more things to be grateful for. It's vision over familiarity. It's vision over history. Be led by vision. Michael Beckwith says, pain pushes until the vision pulls. Let yourself be pulled by vision right now. That's a little taste and body talk. Oh, that's so beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that gift with everyone. There was something that you said in there that I really love too. You said, um, you know, something along the lines of, of becoming more of who you really are when you let these things go. And I think that's so important for people listening to remember um, that sometimes when you're, when you're caught in sickness, illness, injury, it can be so easy to identify with that pain. And I mean, what you just took everyone through is such a beautiful way to remember that that pain, that illness, that injury is not who you really are, but it is there to teach you something and you can use it and it can be such a gift if you let it be. That's just so powerful. It's Oof. juicy stuff. Life is Oof, juicy when so we live good. in a conscious way. It is. <laughs> yeah. 
So I want to ask you too, so you said going back to as recent as December, you were still at 20% mobility in your shoulder. So when do you feel like that shift really started to happen for you? When did you feel your, your true self starting to come back and that injury starting to heal? And where are you now with your mobility and, and shoulder? Oh yeah. Thanks for, thanks for asking that. Yeah. Um, so I would say that I have I probably have like 96% mobility at, oh, at this amazing. point. I, it's, it's, it's extraordinary. I was already, so it, things begin in consciousness before they come into man, uh, physical manifested form. So December was my lowest point. I had the least mobility in December, but I had really activated. I was doing a lot at that point on very deep levels with energy. I work with shamanic healers. I was really starting very juicy and compelling um, practices. And then I did something that I didn't think was possible. So when I tell you this, if you think, well, I couldn't do that, I just want you to know up front, it is completely not possible that I did this, and yet I did. I went away for one month. I have a family. I have a job. I don't even know how this was possible, but I went away and I studied shamanic healing I, I apprenticed with a shaman from the Laika tradition for a month. And wow. so I had a month to focus on healing. And I know that that made a quantum shift. You could still have all the healings. You don't have to go away for a month. It was already happening for me. This was just a, this was an opportunity to really go deep. And in fact, my body is so healthy and so fit that I am getting ready in August to go to Peru and climb Mount Asangate with the shaman and continue my apprenticeship. So wow. um, it, it just shows what's possible to go from, you know, like I can't put a bra on to, to carrying, you know, 30 pound pack or 40 pound pack or whatever it is. And I'm, I'm training, I'm in training right now. So um, it's just extraordinary. So I, I, I say that because I say that mostly because I didn't think it was possible for me to do anything like that. So I'm just saying that's kind of blow open wide the realms of possibility for everybody and, and, and that you don't have to like that your life will let you know what will work for you if you will, but let it, if you listen, if you take the time to sit and hear what's calling my, so last piece on this, cause I know we're running quick on time. The last piece on this is that I had wanted to go away and do these shamanic studies. And right now as I'm speaking, I know I'm saying something true because I'm feeling like I could cry again. These are like my ways of telling when I'm really on something. I had wanted to do this training, this kind of training for years, but I thought I had to wait until my son grew up and went off to college before I could take time to myself. Hmm. I thought I had to wait. I thought I had years and years ahead of me. And so so it just goes to show like our lives are for us and something, something said, no, this is the time. And it became okay. There's so much, that's a whole other chapter right there. So I'll close it with that, but I'll say it wasn't just like a quick, Oh, I'm hurt. I want to run off and, and heal my shoulder. I think part of my shoulder getting injured was because I didn't listen to the little lessons, the little knocks on the door earlier saying, this path is calling you, this path is calling you, this path is calling you. And finally, my path dropped me to the ground. I hurt my shoulder and my path finally said, now go. 
and life does that with us. So my, my parting words are, I hope that you go when you get the first knock at the door or the second or the third, you know. Right, so that you don't have to wait for that really, <laughs> really, really loud tenth knock. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just get it. Be in relationship with yourself. Be in, and you can, you do that by practicing meditation daily. That's what I love about Michael Beckwith. He is all meditation. He's meditation first and foremost. Be in relationship with yourself so you can hear and be in tune with what's wanting to emerge in your life. Yeah, and that goes right back to what you said at the very beginning is learning that practice of self-care and self-nurturing and being good to yourself the way that you would be good to your loved ones. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's oh. a great benchmark every day as you notice how you're being in life. Would I would I treat my my puppy like this? Would I treat my kitten like this? Would I treat my beloved like this? My child like this? Right? Oh, yeah, important. that's a great way to look at it. Yeah, it's so important. I think that we do forget ourselves and, and put ourselves second or third or last sometimes, especially when we have so mm -hmm. many other commitments in our lives. And it's, I mean, health comes from being able to have that relationship with yourself and putting yourself first on all levels and then being able to show up for other yes. people from there. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Huge lesson. Very, very important. And isn't it so beautiful to like see those things come full circle, to go from falling down the stairs, tearing your rotator cuff to where you are now and like the incredible journey that that, that brought you to that wouldn't have occurred otherwise. And it was, I'm sure, unbelievably, unbearably painful in so many moments. But looking back, would you say like, wow, I still wouldn't have traded that. Like I'm, I, I'm so grateful for where it got me. <laughs> You know, what? that's a pet peeve of mine, because I know that we say, like, if I had it all to do again, would I, you know, I'd do it the same way because it made me who I am today. I'm not really on that train, because if I had to do it again, I would just, like, get the lessons and not fall down the stairs. But I get what your point is, and it's point well taken. And it is that um, there is a wealth of opportunity in every experience that we have in our lives. There really is. It's a matter of whether or not we decide to move in life consciously. Now, if I had fallen down the stairs, gone to a doctor's, doctor says, take, get a surgery. I got the surgery and then I heal. Would that, you know, would that have been a whole different situation? It would be different in that, well, who knows how I would have healed or who knows how the surgery would have gone or any of that stuff. But I, I don't know how that would have all turned out ultimately. The only thing I'm 100% sure of is that my life would have come up with a new opportunity, a new way for me to learn the lessons that are wanting to come through me. So in a sense, Megan, even though it's my pet peeve, yeah, I guess I would do it all again because my life wanted me to learn a lesson. It, truly, if I had to do it all again, I would have gone to, you know, Apprentice with Shaman 10 years ago. I would have, you know, like, I would have listened when the door first started knocking. I'll go right back to that. I would, and, and you do that by being really in tune with yourself and being conscious and brave, you know, and brave. I was so afraid to ask my husband, like, could you even imagine if I went away for a month? Like how would, I was so afraid to bring it up. By the time I brought it up, he was like, we'll figure this out because he saw how important it was to me. And so and so I think the bottom line on all of this about the healing journey is that it was rich 
and it was filled with opportunities. And there is just a cornucopia of lessons and gold that I received because of it. And the only reason I received it is because I decided to look and I decided to be conscious and I decided to go all in. And that's what I invite you as you're listening to this, you know, whatever is happening in your life, if it's a a situation with finances or if it's a situation in health or relationships or careers to go all in, look at every angle of it. You know, I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. What do you need? Do that body talk with any area of it, you know, with the prosperity, you can do it with that, like any area of it, just to be um, participatory in our lives. Mm, right. Yeah. I, I really, it's about being participatory, showing up. Right. And like really seeing how showing up and being, yourself. being your own teacher. Yeah. Yeah. Like listening to yourself instead of, I was just jumping from expert to expert to specialist to specialist. And I finally just had to sit my butt down and say, okay, sweetie, myself, me, what do you need, baby? What do you need? Right. What do you want? What is, what are you longing for? Right. Yeah. There can be such a tendency to, to look externally in this age of information overload, thinking that everybody else must have the right answer and, and must be able to tell us what to do. But even in the very beginning, when, when you had us take those few breaths, it's amazing what you can hear when you just start to listen to your body and listen to yourself and ask those questions. And you really do have the answers. You've got everything you need. Yeah, in in my spirituality, I, I I go to the Agape International Spiritual Center, and I I have a belief that there is a, you know there's God or higher consciousness, nature, whatever you call it. It's like a river of consciousness. It's a river of it, it's it's everything. It's all the wholeness of the universe. It's all all truth, all justice, all freedom, all prosperity. It's all wisdom, and it and I believe that we are all connected in with this. That we're all at one with this supreme oneness so that means in every moment you have access to everything you need everything you need one desire you're already connected to mm. it's just it's just the other stuff we're letting go of it's a process of letting go of the things that get in the way thoughts beliefs behaviors that's where you you know cut new grooves in your thinking patterns and your behaviors and that's a whole other that's what i was getting back to earlier you you create structures in your life that help you focus on what you do want as opposed to what you don't want. Right. This is a lot. This is a lot in this, in this little hour. There's a uh, lot here. <laughs> a million more things that, that we could talk about. And um, we'll just have to do another episode sometime because I would love to dive more into the neuro-linguistic programming and how people can really carve those new pathways and in, in habits and patterns in their lives. Um, and just there's, there's so much within your that's journey. What I, that's what I boiled down in What's Your What. I did a lot of strategies and technologies and tools in my book on how to uh, light up your environment, yourself, your thinking to become self-inspiring, to, to become self-inspiring and to get back on track when we get off track. We all get off track. So how do you get back on track? So that's one useful tool right there. And I have a bunch of um, audios that are available online. Uh, you can find them on my website or on, what is it, iTunes or Amazon has them all. Um, so if you like this kind of guided process, I have 
uh, a few different versions of it for healing and, and other um, topics online. So if you want to keep going. Okay, perfect. Yeah, that was what I was going to ask yeah. you next. I know you shared mm -hmm. that you've got some of these audios on your website. Um, I personally discovered you years ago watching some of your amazing live streams on um, the Agape International Spiritual Center website. Mm -hmm. um, where else can people find you if they want more of you? So if you want more, um, I'm primarily a speaker. So if you go to juliemoret.com, I have speaking clips. I also have a YouTube channel under my name and there are a ton of clips and they're really fun. I have like a chicken soup for the soul kind of style. I do a lot of storytelling with universal principles woven in. Um, my book, What's Your What is available on Amazon and the audios are available and I'd love to have you join me on social media on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and all that stuff. And it's, I think on Instagram, it's Rev Julie Moret. Beautiful. And we will link so. all of that in the show notes. So everybody who's listening, you can um, just go ahead and click through all of those and find Julie everywhere on all the platforms. <laughs> Yay. Um, thank awesome. Yeah. Thank you thank so, you much, so Megan. much. Yeah. It was such a treat to get to speak with you today and to go through that process. And I'm so excited to hear what everybody listening thinks as well, because this was truly a gift for, for all of them. So thank you so much. My absolute honor. Thank you. Yeah. Bye-bye. Thanks, Julie. And uh, once again, to everybody listening, um, have a happy and healthy day, and we will see you next time.